Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. React if you have to. Yeah. Don't know the time, but just pray that I'm yeah. one of a kind, yeah. What's on your mind, yeah? What well, hard to find, yeah? Beautiful mind, yeah. Still in my prime, yeah. Just know that I'm here. Yeah. Well, what's up, brother? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. What's up, guys? This is Chris from Pondoffs Anonymous, um, episode three, Patrick episode. Um, I'm here with uh, my producer, the the brains behind this whole thing, um, Jeff the Liberal. It's the first time anybody's called me the brains behind okay. anything, well, but not the first time anybody's called me the Jeff liberal. the Liberal, right? <laughs> and you are that bad. You are that with honor. I, I appreciate I that. I appreciate that. You're a good man. Um, we can sit in the same room together. That's absolutely. pretty, yeah. <laughs> I used to say opinions are like assholes, right? But now I say opinions are like liberals. Everybody's got one. <laughs> My wife's mine, and my whole family, and you, and ev- almost everybody at this fucking church I go oh, to. Oh, you're surrounded. <sighs> Maddening. But, you know, nobody's perfect. So last week, um, or last week, last episode, we, we, we talked about a, uh, a brutal topic, and we're not going to go down that rabbit hole today, but I did mention how... Yeah, I think I opened it up with uh, sharing some rap tunes, and I mentioned how I used to have recommended background music on all my blog posts, Um, and, you know, I like music, and who doesn't? And it kind of gets the fucking creative juices rolling a little bit. So, without getting sued, I'm not going to play the recommended background music, but I'm going to tell you people what you six people that are probably listen to this what the back recommended background music for today's episode is titled to be a kid again um i did write about it uh back in 2017 it's important because i was having this conversation with a uh, couple people recently on tips to finding joy in a sober world type of setting so when I wrote it, the recommended songs was were, let's see, I Will Buy You a New Life by Everclear, good song, Closing Time by Semi-Sonic. Yeah, I don't know. Semi-Sonic. You know that song is about childbirth? Is it really? Uh-huh. Huh. So a little aside here, I, I was, I don't know, it came on, I was YouTube and around, this was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And the lead singer for that band, everybody remembers that song. It's like, I don't know if they want to call him a one hit wonder. I'm not that musically like intelligent or literate. But yeah, he, he, he did it. He sung it, sung it, sang it, whatever the fuck, at this college. And he told him how it, you guys have to YouTube this. He said how it is about giving birth, his wife giving birth to one of their, I think their second child. <laughs> and once, then he sings it and he points like, He'll like stop at each verse and be like, "You see," and it's like hidden because everybody thinks it's about fucking stumbling out of a bar, right? right? Yeah, for sure. So it's pretty. I 
So I'm sure, I don't know why I put these songs in here, but I wanted to share that story. And then the killers when you were young. Mm. And the reason I finished with that one, when you were young by the killers is because today I want to talk about something that helped me something that what the fuck are you trying to do over here? God. Yeah. The brain's my ass is little. Anyway, Thank you, buddy. He's going to stick this up my ass if I keep talking hey, the shit. the microphone was falling. <laughs> um, it might it, still be. It, yeah, it's all right. I can – never mind. Um, <laughs> so it's about, you know, where was I? Okay, when you were young again, when I, we talked about in, in this particular blog about something that I that helped me find, find joy again. And um, it was – I, I went back to being a kid. So that's what, hence the fucking title, to yeah. be a kid again. Um, and what do you mean by that, Chris? Uh, well, in my, let's see, I, I, 20s, I, I at one time dated this back. So I think there was a time in, in like sophomore, junior year in college, I went to college for like seven and a half years and the whole like Chris Farley thing. I'm no fucking doctor. Um, so I don't know if I can use the term sophomore or junior. It's, it gets blurred a little bit, <laughs> but I, um, I, I was 21, 22. I got, I was sick and I went a 24 hour period without a sip of alcohol. I, Checked into rehab when I was after, like three or four months after my twenty, my thirtieth, excuse me, birthday. So in that nine, ten years, that span, I had gone two twenty-four hour periods without drinking. The one time in college, and then the one time when we were um, at Cardinal Glennon for for Ollie for his last uh, couple days. I I somehow it kept. You know, you'd think like the time you need to drink the most um, when you're going through something that fucking brutal. But um, for those of you who don't know, my my cousin lost a son to a congenital heart defect at 13 months old. We, we'll, I'll talk more about them as this podcast goes on because they are fucking heroes. Him and his wife on uh, everyday ordinary people becoming heroes. It's those two and inspirations and and all that good stuff. Like to be able to get up after something like that. But yeah, so so his last day, if I remember correctly, Ollie was in the had a heart attack, cardiac arrest on a on a Saturday night, and then on on Thursday, his parents had to make the decision to yeah, I hard to even talk about take this make the decision to to turn off the machine. Or his brain had been no activity for quite some time, and our pastor at church was there praying and praying with them um but that last day in the in the picu i went without a drink so two days in you know say 10 years <clears throat> so when i when the, the the thought of getting sober for a lot of people and for me just putting in a frame of reference on how much i fucking drank was so terrifying man it was fucking scary scary the scariest thought like I'm going to stop drinking and then do what? What the fuck am I going to do after that? I drink doing everything on the way home from work, from Maryland Heights to 
Belleville, Illinois, which for those of you that don't know the area is a 35, 40 minute commute with a mild traffic. I would fucking drink a pint of whiskey on the way home. And like, I did. I, so to the thought of doing anything in life without drinking was, it just, it was, it's terrifying. And it's like that for anybody facing the recovery, like the decision to stop doing whatever the fuck it is that they're doing. Um, how are they going to find joy in life without that? And that's the fucking job of the, the chemical, man. It makes your brain want it more and think that you can't live without it. And right. you're never going to see the sun or a light in your world without doing what it, the, the XYZ drug or alcohol. So I literally, inside in rehab, started thinking back, thinking back to when was the last time... I was a fucking happy person, truly happy, and it had involved zero substances. Like, and and it took me back to a fucking kid. I I started I started drinking and and you know smoking weed in eighth grade and freshman year in high school. Like, um, so that I think is thirteen for you know give or take six months, thirteen fourteen. So what the fuck did I do from 13 to my memory starts? Because I was generally a happy kid, even even despite the story I shared on episode two about losing my best friend. Like, I was able to find joy and, and happiness. I was a happy kid for the most part. Um, so how... So I knew if I went and got sober that I was at once this brain, this body with a lot more miles on it had once before been happy. What do I do? How do I get back to being that joyful kid and um, and finding some fucking smiles, man? And I and what made me in between the last episode and this episode um, want to talk about this today is. Uh, these fucking snow days, man. I have been working from home in my in my I have an office in my basement. It's a, an older house, unfinished basement, and I have a bunch of shit down there. And I, I call it you know, being a, a racing fan and a, a sports junkie. Pardon the term, probably not the right term to use <laughs> to this audience, but I don't know. Was it pun intended? Maybe I don't know. I, I've cleaning up a bunch of shit and reorganizing a bunch of shit and it's hats uh sports hats it's um sports like t- every fucking ticket that i've had i got places for them uh every program i've got from old blues games I, so i have all this shit in my basement and i am a bit of a hoarder um i get that from from my grandma on my mom's side she was uh Quite the hoarder, and and I th- yeah, I think I've got that bug. I don't. Do you hoard? Some things. I. My my wife has broken that. That's good. You <clears throat> yeah. need that, and, yeah. and 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 Ashley's trying on on me, but. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that are ridiculous. So I I I I probably need to scale that back a little bit. But the point is, is I have all this shit. And I was going through all these things and and bringing back memories and simple things like 
when I was a kid, I like I said, I loved sports. I wanted to wear, I wanted to get every sports team I like. Fucking hat. I love wearing hats. I wear hats now because I'm a bald prick. But back then, <laughs> I just loved wearing hats. And um, I would have. I went through a phase where I liked the Cleveland fucking Indians. Like, uh, Cleveland fucking Indians? Like, Is it the movie? The a ma- a major League? Major I, League? I don't know. I, it was probably right around the years they went to the World Series, so I jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. And the Cardinals were dog shit in the uh, early 90s. So, yeah, I had a couple Cleveland Indian hats. Um, I would, cl- like, always ask for, you know, a new team's hockey sweater uh hockey jersey for those of you that don't play or whatever it i I have heart for whalers hockey sweater i got that for when brendan shanahan got like that shit gave me fucking joy man like sports and playing sports and doing things like that so when i that's one of the things i did when i got sober i i like got a fucking went to lids at, at the galleria and you know i'm no mall rat but i would go and 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 buy new hats and now i have too many fucking hats but um i also remember and it sounds fucking dorky but and it is fucking dorky but i went to that slackers and bought a like a 20 year old sega fucking genesis <laughs> and a bunch of games yeah. and uh plugged that in and played that for a couple weeks this is all when i'm newly sober man i mean i'm talking weeks days weeks and then they turn into months and I, I i was really fucking having fun and like it was a it was things that i had quit doing because going out getting fucked up chasing pussy was the only thing i wanted to do right in high school and then it it involved it evolved to a real problem um somewhere late teens early 20s is when it the transition from yeah he drinks a lot He's, you know, likes to go be the life of the party, and that's all fine and dandy. But then the, at some point right around that that stage of my life, the transition happened. Um, I was a movie junkie. Uh, I said junkie again. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that or not. I, I'm going to have to ask. I'm going to have to ask Nick, um, yeah. my, like, sober mentor, uh, because I'm trying to help. I don't know. You know, sometimes sure. words that weren't. So I guess mean, although they were the liberal in me will say that could be a trigger word. Ah, the okay. trigger. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, I like that. Okay, Jeff, that's huge, man. Yeah. Okay, I'm just I am not that woke. Um, so that could be a trigger word. So movie, what movie? What I don't know. I like fan movie I guess fan. The easiest way. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man. Of simple, many words. Simple kind of man. Um, that's deep, Jeff. So, <laughs> a movie fan. I would go to, do you remember FYE, the oh, store? Yeah. yeah. And it's closed now, down on Hampton in South City. Mm-hmm. I would go there on like a Friday night and and fucking, like like I used to do when I was a kid at Blockbuster. And I would, come, I would come home with like 20 DVDs that I bought for... $22, like all used. <laughs> yeah. and But like, I got movies that I haven't seen in forever, and I would fucking watch these movies. And like, the more I would do things like this, the more free that I felt. The more, 
liberated, I felt. And I, like, started really experiencing real fucking joy, man. Yeah. And and I, I started realizing that there really is life. And, and um, what's the word that we use at, at, at church? It's fucking... It's not just life, but it's... Um, God gives us a... God, oh, come on. I know, I should know. It's a... But it, it's a... Like a substance... A, a subs, it's, a, it's a good life. Um, it'll hit me in a minute, but... Yeah. It, after, like, that's what these little things did. They gave me this... They, they put sun back in my fucking dark world. Um, they put smiles. I started smiling again. Um, it was really, it was, it was so eye opening. So I, I often tell people I'm helping when you, when you're facing that fear of, of, of quitting doing what it is that you're doing and, and how are you going to have fun again? Or how are you going to be joyful again? And it, I found myself now, like when I go to a sporting event, <laughs> I have a million times more fun than I did when I, all I cared about if I was going to, Blues, Cardinals, whatever the fuck sporting event was smuggling in two half pints in cargo pants or cargo shorts, going to the bathroom to make a drink because I didn't want to spend 15 bucks a beer, drink a bunch of beer and get bloated. So go in the bathroom, sneak in some blow. I mean, who knew there was a fucking hockey game going on, right? (laughs) Who knew that the fucking Cardinals are in a pennant race? You know, I'm in the, I'm in the stall fucking doing key bumps and, and pouring rot gut whiskey in a uh two in a styrofoam cup or whatever the fuck and mixing it with like a splash of diet soda just so i can go sit in the chair and get fucked up like what's what a great spend of money there chris hundred dollar ticket you miss you know you don't even watch the fucking game right but i started going to these i i remember one time somebody handed me a a rams preseason when they were still here fucking losers um (laughs) It was Rams Packers. It was like week four of the preseason, so nobody was going to go because no, even the starters don't play in, in week four of the preseason in the NFL. And they're like, "We're not going to use these." Couldn't find anybody to give them to. And it, it was at work. I'm like, "I'll, I'm going to run down there." So I just went down there by my fucking self and watched two quarters of football, and had a, and it was fun, man. I was yeah. watching people work their ass. Off. I mean, it, not saying that anything about watching the Rams in their final years was fun. Right. But I went and did it and I I I was just on my way up and it all started with me reaching back deep into into when I was last a happy kid. And I a lot of the ki- a lot of the people that I've talked to and that I've I don't know if I've helped them, they've helped themselves, but I've po- you know pointed in the right direction um I, I ask them that question when they, when, if they can remember a time they were happy. And most of them, they may not come to that answer, but I'll ask them, were you a happy kid? Did you, were you a, a happy kid? And a, and a lot of people say, yeah, I was um, a, a real happy uh, kid. Now, I know a lot of us out there have fucked up childhoods and, and trauma and shit that's happened to us um, shitty home lives and which is a lot of times the root cause of of our of addiction and what we're trying to fucking escape but even those kids that i've talked to 
when you ask them about their childhood, they they they'll recognize that maybe it wasn't all sunshine and fucking rainbows. But they'll say, "Yeah, I was I was a happy kid on the playground. I was a happy kid watching sports." And I keep going back to that because that was my jam. But right. music, you're a fucking musician. Yeah. Um, you don't just become a, like really wake up one day in your twenties and say, "I'm going to start playing music." It's probably yeah it's something you liked something for your whole life, right? When I was a kid, absolutely, yeah. yep. And you loved playing, I bet. Yep. Uh, people that are actors and the, the, the drama shit, like they love it, and it's like we, we it, it, people don't realize when they're in the depths of the the addiction that its job, the chemicals' job, is to make you think that life is not fucking livable without X Y Z substance, and to. So when you when you're in that mindset, it's impossible to to see the light, and that's why that's why we're here. We're we're here to try to be what you know, where the rubber meets the road of you know clinician to. I'm not gonna say junkie like me, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, what what's and in my case too, some of the most crucial help I received were was from a and a recovery, someone in recovery. The same, and people that are sober or have been sober and have lived in this will know. I mean, they'll, they'll the you know AA, NA. It's about being amongst people that have walked this path because you're going to listen to them more than you're going to listen to some doctor telling you you know, the science behind this shit, which is great. And it's important to know, but when you're fucking, you know, elbows deep in this shit, you need to, you need to talk to somebody that's, that's walked that walk. And, and, and for, in my case, in rehab, some of the group, uh, leaders were sober living guys. They were ex their, you know, ex addicts or, I don't think that's a the correct term because once an addict, always an addict. But mm-hmm. it, recovering alcoholic, yeah. right? And they're they're just no bullshit wisdom, um, no fucking filter. A lot of people ask me, what, you know, about the language and that I may not give a fuck. And it, I, I do. I'm not stupid. I realize that uh, it's a little off kilter, but. My audience, my the target audience here, Jeff, are, are folks that don't have time for bullshit. They're right. they're <clears throat> fucking trying to find the next high. They're halfway to fucking suicide. They're whoring themselves out on the fucking street or in East St. Louis for a fucking crack pipe, shit like that, man. And yeah. they don't have time for for um for bullshit so i i and they've heard the f word before um but even those folks like i said earlier can can probably go back to a time in their life when they were happy before the world got heavy and um and it's possible you know i learned I learn a lot from kids. Um, being a foster parent, I've 
I've learned a lot from kids that we've kind of in the, in the foster parent training, like studied my own experience with our placement. We've had a one full placement and then we've had a, a, a little girl for a, a respite period, but kids will, no matter what the fuck is going on in their life, they will pursue joy at all costs. Mm. And it's, there's a lot you can learn from that, man. Yeah. And um, and they're resilient. It's us adults that fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, that the the blog I wrote on it uh, can get in, gets into a little bit more detail, and and all that will be on on our website, and um, it's all the social media stuff that we'll put out there. It's uh, a week before Christmas Eve. Yeah, as we record this. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Bullshit. Right before this, you said you didn't have anything fucking pot. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Hey, you know. You, but no, you're ready at heart. I'm thankful for my wife. She's got a lot of the stuff out of, out of the way. You and us. I, Jeff, married way up. Yes, sir. <laughs> And that to me right there is evidence of God because I there's no fucking way that I would could draw it up where it would make any logical sense that I'd land a girl like I landed. You, you know, know what I mean? Oh, we're, we're definitely those guys that people are saying. Him? There's hope out there, boys. <laughs> Maybe a little fucking Jesus will steer you. You know? Yeah. Wink, fucking wink. Um, this Christmas stuff. And, like, I know we're not going to release this probably, you know, people, when they listen to it, it might be in January, uh, it might be in fucking Easter by the time. Right, yeah. But <clears throat> the last episode, I, it was kind of, um, it was kind of like, try to how to put this, unfiltered, authentic. It was kind of like doing too much fucking coke right before an orgy. I, it just didn't, I didn't finish strong. <laughs> You know what I mean? I feel I, like that. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I, I felt like we didn't finish strong. Uh, you finished strong. You're the best. Oh, I, uh, it, so I want to. I want to finish strong today. Um, I want to share a, a story talking about kids and it being around fucking Christmas and. Tying in some Jesus shit here because I'm not going to avoid talking about it, and it might not be the best thing for business, but this isn't a fucking business. Right. This is we're trying to help people, and it's what I know. I the other day was doing something around the house, and it was I've heard him say it before, my our kiddo that we're real close to knocking on the door of adopting and I'm going to talk too much about it. Um, but I can share this. It's always been, my wife's name's Ashley. My name's Chris. It's always been Chris and Ash that never forced any names on, on him. Call us whatever. Um, don't call me douchebag. Well, I mean, if you're, uh, Chris works, if you're being a douchebag, exactly. And he's quick to call you on it. So Chris works. Excuse me, and uh, 
Yeah, we're doing something the other day, and um, I hear I, I get a tap on me, and like, hey, Dad, can you help me out with something? And man, it fucked me up, like for the good. Like, yeah. I, the shit got real. Um, I've heard him say it before to to friends, like, and his teacher says that he calls us mom and dad, and calls it refers to us as his parents um at school one day this summer we were we were at a pool barbecue and i'd gotten out of the pool and like a fucking gnat flew and landed on my lip or something and i was like spitting it out like like spitting it like making a scene and and our little guy was playing with a couple of my buddy's kids on a on a jungle gym playground whatever the fuck and they were like, look at that guy, he's spitting, he's spitting. And and I heard him say, that's my dad. And I heard that, and I remember that. And that that's something you'll know, I'll, I'll never forget that. Because that, that, that was the first. But now, this last time, like over this Christmas shit, um, he did it. He, put, he, like, he, he tapped on me, and it, just like naturally... On co- I mean, never have we coerced. It's just not how. It's not our game. I mean, whatever he's comfortable with, and and he said it, and it fucking floored me, man. And to, to you know, to be a fucking kid again. He's this kid's going through some shit, and uh, I learn a lot from him every day. And he's happy, and he chases happiness, and we're gonna do whatever it takes to help him heal from from past wounds and, and become the happiest kid he can be but it, it, tying it into to the god stuff man i couldn't we didn't go to a fucking pet store and pick this kid out right we didn't god, i mean god placed this kid with us for some fucking reason god connected me and ashley All I mean to to think like about that stuff happening without without Jesus like it just doesn't that to, that to me is two plus two equals three it just doesn't fucking connect. Yeah. And where I was two thousand and ninety nine days ago as of this recording tomorrow's three thousand days so three thousand days ago where I fucking was man. And where I'm at today, I am so fucking grateful and I'm so cognizant that it is, that it's Jesus. And he, and I have a, a, everybody, you know, and I, I encourage anyone, like, have a fucking relationship with the man. Like, it doesn't have to be the way that, it, it you think it is or what the stereotype is it's not for me and i'm here with um i i met this this girl who's amazing and we're parenting a, a child that we that ended up being placed with us and he's he's we're knocking on the door of adopting him and and when, and it's not easy. It's hard. It's the fucking hardest thing I've ever had to do. 
and I'll talk more about this throughout the podcast episodes because I think it's powerful shit. And um, I think it's evidence of fucking Jesus showing up and being there and fucking helping your helping your ass, like, get through the hardest of hard and... And to, to, to look back at where I was and where I am today, it's it's a fucking miracle. Yeah. I should be in a fucking gutter. I mean, I was trying my hardest after my old man died to not wake up. And now I'm married to a, a, a perfect gal without getting all fucking mushy and you're getting over here ready to throw up i can see you getting the trash can she's fucking awesome and she's way above me and then i and way out of my fucking league and then to have this child who i unconditionally fucking love more than life itself it just like it fucking baffles me jeff i was on a fucking deathbed with a fucking living an awful lifestyle Doing shit that, funny story, My, if my mother would get wind of me going to a fucking titty bar um, somehow, some way, she would always say to me, is that where you want to be when Jesus comes back? You know, talk about a fucking buzzkill. <laughs> but I was doing shit that just was... And I'm not some fucking Puritan guy now. You know? No offense to the Puritans. I don't want to trigger anyone. I'm not... No, I'm the most... That's what I'm saying. You can still be your imperfect fucking ass and... And and follow and... And, and lead a life with... Um, with some fucking faith, man. And... Um, the misconception out there and I'm not saying that Jesus is a fucking genie that granted me these wishes it takes some it takes you gotta lean in and there's still hard shit there's still this fostering shit is is fucking brutal man Um, you see some real real things where a lot of even cynics and critics friends of mine that are just either pissed off at God and they act like they don't believe in him it's hard to be. I don't know how you're pissed off at something you don't believe in. Though, <laughs> that's Good a different point. story. Yeah. Um, but they're like, "Oh, how can God kill all these kids to fucking cancer? And how can God do all this shit?" And I, I mean, I don't have, I don't have all these fucking answers. I'm just telling you that God, God doesn't cause evil. He, he fucking, from from in my life, has met me. At the worst of the worst, and and helped me because he wants me around for some fucking reason, and he's there and all of us, um, and and it's it's just it, it's not a it's not a magician shit, man. It's it's relationship and being trying to be a halfway decent fuck and i'm telling you i i leaned into the the to the jesus stuff i i started going to church just to get 
to fucking where my old man was again. That's all I wanted to do. I, I started going to church as a means to an end. I got to be back with Tom. I got to be back with Tom. Well, everybody says he's in heaven, so I'm going to go to fucking church. I know I believe in God. I love Jesus. I'm scared of Jesus. And then I go to this church, and now I'm starting like, hmm, shit's not so bad. It's actually, that's how he works, too, man. He fucking, <laughs> fucking con artist sometimes, man. <laughs> Get your ass there under false pretenses, and next thing you know, he fucking saves you. Oh, what an asshole. <laughs> fucking saved my fucking life. And he's done it for so many other people. But I've gotten off on a tangent here about about the God stuff. But I can't shy away from it. I'm not here to I'm not here to sell stuff and, and what's good for business or what's bad for business. I'm here to to help people. And um you are too. And that's what we're yeah. here to do. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be sitting here getting ready to um, spend a, a, a Christmas with my wife and our our son if it wasn't for wasn't for Jesus. Hmm. And um, for that man, I'm just so fucking grateful. And and I and you, it, it, you know, for the for the seven of you, the six plus my mother. <laughs> That listen to this, it's possible for you too. And um, all you got to do is give it a shot. You have fucking nothing to lose. Is that right? That's true. All right. Well, even though you will be listening to this probably after Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Jeff. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Um, are you traveling? No. Not far. Okay. Just up the state of Illinois. Springfield. All right, so go to Springfield. Yeah. Joe Rogers Chili Parlor. The best. Fucking love it, man. It's, it's so good. It's, uh, I've been going there for 20 years with, with my old man. Yeah. I mean, and I don't light oil. Yeah, it's not like normal chili. Uh-huh. It's different. I wish I had a quart frozen. <clears throat> I usually, well, every time I run through Springfield, grab a couple quarts. But yeah. Not to turn this podcast into a chili review, but <laughs> Joe Rogers Chili Parlor. Not it's a sponsor, good. but yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, so all you folks, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We will um, be coming at you fast and furious with a lot of these episodes, and I, and I have the I have guests lined up. I've said that before, but I want to get a couple of these in the bank, and then um, in the next episode or two, I think we're going to bring somebody on, and so we can share their story, and you can see a little bit more of this uh, faith, hope, and love shit because it's. It's gold, man, and it and it works, and it saves fucking lives. So, you got anything else, brother? Man, I got nothing. Nothing, right. nothing to add to that. It was good stuff. Well, with that, everyone, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah. I, yeah, happy, happy all that shit. Yeah. Be uh, less of an asshole tomorrow than you were today. And as always, let us fucking pray. Amen. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram.